by sharing all this stuff that I was learning, I was only gonna grow more because that was just giving back to the community that was supporting me. With over 1.3 million followers on Instagram and a viral photo editing app, Tezza is one of the leading voices in the fashion and lifestyle space today. Tune in to hear how she got started in content creation, build authentic partnerships with some of today's most exciting brands, and is growing her brand, which includes her app, collage kits, and so much more. Coming up, Tezza shares her experience growing up in an artistic family and falling in love with photography. She shares how she started building her community in the early days and the tactics that you can use to grow yours. Tezza tells us all about the behind the scenes look into building her app and how she powered through very difficult times. Tezza shares her tips for brands wanting to work with influencers like herself. And finally, her best strategies to create content that converts. This is the Entrepreneurista Podcast, presented by Socialfly. It's the best business meeting you'll ever have with must-hear real-life looks at how leading women in business are getting it done. And what it takes to build and grow a successful company. It's beyond the gram. With no filters, no limits, and plenty of surprises. Tezza, we are so excited to sit down and chat with you today all about your Entrepreneurista journey. I want to hear a little bit about how you got started in content creation. And did you always know you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Oh, well, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. That's a great question. I The entrepreneur question, I feel like, yes, I've always been somebody kind of trying to start like little side businesses here and there, but I grew up in just the most creative family ever and all kind of self-starters, people that started their own businesses all around art. So, you know, my mom's an interior designer, my dad's an art publisher, my, all my cousins and aunts like paint for a living. So I was just surrounded by like creatives. And my first love really was like fashion design. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I love it. And so I was like making my own collections, all that kind of stuff. And then I picked up a camera to kind of photograph what I was creating. And that's when it kind of clicked for me, like, whoa, I love just the storytelling aspect of photography and how I can actually bring close to life through the photos. And that, and then that from there, it was just like, where can I go with this? And so it took like, I mean, I started that when I was probably like 16, 17, and now I'm many years older than that. So I kind of just like dove right into the content creation and the creativity and then ended up going to college for fine art and photography And, you know, this was kind of like Facebook era. So I had like a little following on Facebook. I didn't have to have a website. I could like meet clients through Facebook. What year was this? Gosh, like 2011, 2010, I think. Yeah. So like around that time. And then that's right when like Facebook came out or excuse me, Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. And I was like, this is amazing. I have like an online portfolio. I can like connect with other creatives in my area. It was just like this great way to connect with people And I remember like my first job was for Skull Candy Women's. They were launching like headphones and they didn't know how to like, they had to create a whole Instagram feed. And so basically like a fake person, you know? So I basically just got all my friends and would create content for them all the time. And that was kind of like where I first started to understand, wow, like 
there's so much work in this space that no one's doing. So then I kind of just started reaching out to brands, like, how can I help you create content? And that was kind of the beginning of the journey. So yeah, it's been a wild, it's been a wild one. And now we're here where it's like a full-time job and it has a name and, and all of that stuff. When you first started posting, did you attract followers right away? I know Instagram has evolved significantly over the years and now it's a lot harder to, to grow your following, but can you share with anyone who wants to be an influencer, wants to grow their brand and community? What, what tips have you learned? Totally. I think like in the beginning, like, yes, I was definitely growing, but it was at such a slow rate. I wasn't, because I wasn't necessarily participating in my community. I was just kind of treating it as like, I think this is cool. I'm posting it. I wasn't looking for like engagement or anything like that. And then about six years ago, when I moved to New York, I was like, okay, I think I'm going to try and do this as a job, but I don't understand how it actually works. And so I started kind of actually focusing on my content. And so I would say this for anybody out there, like this, the biggest thing that I could say in like building a following was just focusing on like the, my community, what they were coming to me for, which was for me, like, how do I take better photos? How can I be a better photographer? How can I storytell like you? And so I was just willing to like open up and share and talk about it. I wasn't like a closed book. And because I was so willing to like offer all these tips and tricks that I had been like working on for years, I feel like that in turn helped me grow. So I feel like, you know, if you're somebody that wants to really grow your community and following, like focus on those questions, what everybody's asking you every day and like fuel that, feed that, like think about what you're giving, giving and think in return that will like show some sort of growth. When did you realize that your content could become an actual business for yourself? Was there a pivotal moment when you had that realization? Definitely. Like, I think part of it was just that moving to New York. I, I was just thrown into, I mean, I moved to New York with zero plan. I didn't understand. I didn't have a way to make money. I was like, I'm just going because I want to be there. So I had to figure it out, but I just remember seeing like all these brands working with these girls and I was like, okay, I need to just fit, like somehow get in with these brands. And so I was just emailing and DMing everybody I possibly could. And then I kind of started to realize like what, how my content was different than everybody else's and like why brands would hire me. And so I just kind of like made that my brand. And then I went from there. I feel like that's what I'm still doing to this day, but it's just been an evolution since then. And when did you launch the app? So the app launched, you know, truly the app was, came after my, I launched like Lightroom presets. I was one of the first influencers or photographers, whatever you want to say to launch Lightroom presets. And I quickly was just like, wow, this is a space where it's so complicated. Not everybody's editing on their computer. You know, I was so limited at the people I was able to help. And so I was really fortunate that my husband was a developer and so he's like, I think we could try and build an app, but I have no idea how to do it. Like, let's just see. And so for like, I think a year and a half, we, every night we would just work to like 3am on this app, like crying. It was so hard. We were like, I don't think we can do it. It was so difficult. And we just did it all ourselves. Like we didn't look for any outside help or anything like that. So it was really a struggle, but we finally launched. That was like a little over two and a half years ago. So, and that really was kind of the beginning of, of where we are now, because I think, you know, we really just wanted to be able to help influencers and people on the internet create better content and, you know, focus on like their art and their creativity. And so it's just been such like a beautiful journey of watching that unfold and just being able to like support 
not only just like influencers, but I think a lot of like women in this space are leaders. It's really great to, to be a part of that as well. I know a lot of people have ideas to start apps and I feel like it, it becomes a text chain, like, oh, I have the perfect idea for an app, but to actually execute and make it happen. And, you know, there's so much that that goes into it. And I know you just shared, you are spending, you know, every single night for a year and a half trying to figure it out yourself, but what are some of the learning lessons that you have from that process of actually building the app and that process, there were maybe some things you would have done differently knowing what you know now, and then walk us through what it was like with your marketing strategy, launching it and where you are today. Totally. I think like, I mean, this is like, I hate to even be saying this, but any idea that we've had, our motto is done is better than perfect because a lot of times we just all want to spend way too long on it. And then by the time I get it to where it's this place I want, it's like almost too late. And so I think like if you feel something and you know, like you have this idea, just like go with it and figure out how you can get it out fast because you'll, you'll get it out and you'll learn from it. And it, it's not necessarily like that's the final product ever. Like it's always going to grow and get better as you do. So that's like, like number one tip. I mean, my husband and I both don't have business backgrounds. I think like we're just kind of a mess and that, and that works for us. But I honestly think if you have an idea, like find the right people that can help you execute the idea whether you know it's just you and a couple of friends, whether you need to actually get outside funding, you know that's something we didn't even know how to do. We weren't coming at it with this big business plan. We just knew there was a need for it, and we were just responding to the people that wanted that wanted it. You know, so I think if you have that and you believe in your idea enough, like that will really help you kind of form it. And then other products we've launched, for example, like our collage kits or things like that. You know. Similarly enough, there was kind of an interest. So we made the product, but it wasn't like, oh my gosh, automatic success. It was actually like we sold one thing on the first day. And we were like, oh, okay. So this was a bad idea. But I think just taking a step back and realizing, okay, it's not a bad idea. You just actually have to talk about it like a thousand times because we're bombarded with the, the social media. I mean, you see so much, you're consuming so much. And so just talking about something you know, even five times is not enough. So I think just coming up with touch points, different ways, making it personal, getting it in the hands of other people, like all those little things are kind of the way we market. And especially with the app, you know, we've never done any paid marketing. We've never done advertising, anything like that. It's all been purely organic. And I think that's just because we support the community and they're willing to talk about it. And in return, you know, that's kind of how the product grows. So finding something that's just like giving back to the community that you're building with and making them feel like they're a part of it is just such a great way to actually help your business grow. But tell us more about the app. What can we expect when we download it and what exciting features are in the pipeline? Yes. So the app is kind of like a little creative suite. So basically we have anything from presets to templates for your stories and for also your Instagram feeds a lot of different like vintage video tools and things like that. So it's really a space like that creators like to come and create all their content. So it's cohesive and different. And then our, we're also doing quite a few different collaborations this year, which is really exciting with other creators. So different ways you can discover other artists and entrepreneurs throughout the app as well. So I think there's like so many fun little things, hidden gems like that inside the app. And later this year, we're going to be launching actual like video editing within the app where you can basically create all of your reels and TikToks and things like that, but still kind of have, you know, your artistic stamp on it. 
That is so exciting. I'm definitely going to be using that. I, I always need extra help with those reels and pretty filters. So, so excited for all of, all of your new features. How are you managing all of your development now? Are you still doing it all yourself or have you outsourced some of that work? We've definitely had to outsource some of that work, but it is, I just, to be honest, extremely difficult to find photo and video developers. So if you're listening and you are one, we need you come find us. We have just a super, super tiny team. And I think that's from the outside. People are like, I'm emailing your support team and I'm not getting a response. And we're like, oh, it's just literally me, my husband and my assistant. So, you know, we're really, I think our biggest struggle right now is just growing pains. Like how can we you know, we've been able to do this ourselves up until this point, but like, how do we get to this next level? And so, you know, I think probably like any other entrepreneur, it's like, this is just part of the game. And I remember being at the beginning and like, how do you start? And then it's just like the next steps, you know? So how do you scale? How do you grow? How do you scale? Yeah. I got to listen to like all of your episodes. I'm sure there's so there many. There you go. Oh yeah. yeah there's exactly definitely how we started this. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of great tips in there. How big is your team now? Well, truthfully, like we only have, we just hired another employee like a month ago. So this is really exciting for us. So it's me, my husband, and then we have two other full-time employees and then everyone else is just contracted out. So our developers are all contracted out, but we have three other developers and yeah, that's it. Well, that's a very smart business strategy. You want to keep expenses as low as possible and be sure that you only have the talent on the team that you need at the time. So if you don't need to hire full-time people, that's okay. It sounds like you're doing what's best for your business. And I love it. And for a lot of entrepreneurs, it can be hard for them to decide, you know, who do they hire first? Who is that first employee? So who did you hire first and what responsibilities are you delegating now? That's a great question. I mean, I just kept it in the family. I'm not going to lie. So my cousin, actually, she became kind of our assistant at first. And she was an amazing assistant, just kind of like helping get things done. I feel like when you're an influencer, everything you're doing is so personal. And so I was so afraid to let somebody else in. So it was really amazing to be able to just have a family member, somebody that I trusted. And she has now grown into like such a big part of our business. She's basically our productions manager. She makes sure all of our products are in stock, all of that kind of stuff, customer service and everything like that. So that's a really great hire. But now we're kind of to the point where I think we're ready to bring in just people that are more experienced than us. And so our next hire is a head of marketing, which is going to be amazing. And I think like if somebody can do something better than you and you're going to be able to hire them, that's like, key. So I think that's kind of like what we were looking for. You know, we were talking to so many people, so many great people. I'm like, I want to just hire everybody, but really just somebody that I'm like, wow, I can trust you. And I'm going to bring you in on this. And like, you take the reins and you tell me that's what I'm looking for. So Courtney and I were just talking about this right before we, we started recording and sharing very similar advice. If you can hire people who have more experience than you and what you're looking for them to do, like we never want to be the smartest people in the room. So (laughs) that's amazing. I have a question about trust because it's hard now, especially over zoom hiring people. And for us, you know, we've pivoted our business and we're mostly just working remotely right now. And we're doing all of our hiring, hiring over zoom. How do you figure out who you can trust in your business? Gosh, I think I'm still learning that. I, I honestly, like, I think you can kind of get a vibe, but it's so hard to know. And I think just the best way you could ever probably hire someone is if it's referred by, 
a friend or someone from another trusted business. So just talking to other sources surrounding that person, I think is like super key. Coming up, you'll hear why Teza believes that everyone is an artist and how her app is truly making an impact. Teza, I want to hear a little bit about this past year. Obviously, many of our businesses changed over, over the past year. How did the pandemic affect your, affect your business? Well, yes, this year has been quite a roller coaster for everybody. And to be honest, we were super fortunate this year, last year with just luckily our business surrounding kind of creativity, being at home. We were lucky that, you know, we didn't experience any loss or anything like that. We actually had some really great success last year. So we're super grateful for that. But I think like it gave us a time to take a step back, which we haven't ever been able to do because from the second we launched, we've just been like, go, 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 like come up with an idea, make it move on, hope it works. <laughs> so last year was like a great year. We were like, okay, what are we building? Who is our brand? How are we like best serving the community? So we really took a step back and I feel like now I'm like, oh my gosh, I can build this. I, I can see the future. I know where I'm, I'm taking this. So I was really grateful for that time because I, in the past, I don't think I, I would have been able to do that. And what about personally? How did everything that happened in the past year impact the types of content that you were posting, the types of brands that were reaching out to you? Yeah, definitely. I think that was definitely the hardest part. Just for me also, I'm somebody who thrives on like a new location and being able to create in a new place and just being kind of stuck in the same place was not only a little bit of a mental challenge, but also just a creative challenge, but in a way also pushed us to really, you know, think outside the box and try and kind of figure out how we can all be a little bit more relatable and, and real. And, and I think that part of it was, was beautiful, but in terms of working with brands, I mean, for influencers, the last year was really rough. I had a lot of friends who didn't have a single job. No one was hiring, no one was booking. But I think, you know, I really turned it into an opportunity to just support the brands that have supported me for all the past years and have hired me for jobs and just really authentically talk about, you know, all the things that I love, the products that I love, and try and keep those relationships in hopes that, you know, in the coming years, it'll, it'll come back around, hopefully. <laughs> Any advice you can share for our brand leaders who are listening, wanting to work with influencers like yourself in terms of how they reach out to you, how they collaborate with you, any tips you can share about the, the best ways to work together? Totally. I think, you know, there are so many ways to reach out to an influencer, whether it's just sending them an email or dropping in the DM. I'm like, I read all my DMs. So if a cool brand reaches out, they're like, Hey, we want to send you this. I'm like, amazing. I think like so many people are afraid of, I guess, like an influencer coming out you with a rate or something like that. And you're like, how can we actually have this organic relationship? And so many people are willing to post about something that they just love or like build a relationship with a brand. So show an influencer that you think they're interesting, that you care or whatever it is that you're like finding why that would be a great collaboration. And usually like for me, that's something that gets me so excited. I'm like, yes, I want to work with this brand because they, they see me, they understand my creative vision and I want to like in turn, give it back to them. So I think just finding like that actual relationship is, is key. Who are your favorite brands to work with? Oh, great question. <laughs> I've had so many great relationships, but one that really just was an evolution and 
I loved because, you know, they, the trust became just very clear, but it was Tresemme. I worked, I've worked with them for three years and started out more as kind of an influencer relationship, you know, just posting here and there, but over time, they really just decided, you know what, we love you and your creative vision. We're going to also hire you as a creative director, as a photographer to shoot other influencers. And so it really just as somebody who's not just an influencer, but also a photographer and, and that part of it, they really kind of let me come full circle. And I think that only in return was like a great partnership for, you know, my audience and everyone understanding just like the passion behind the projects that I do. So that, that has been a really great one. There's so many great brands. Gosh, I could go on forever, but I love Chloe there. That's like, that was my peak collab. I was like, if I ever get to work with Chloe, I've, I can retire. <laughs> <laughs> And so that has been just truly amazing and being able to go to like Paris Fashion Week with them and, and stuff like that. So I've, I've been super fortunate. I know so many brands are looking to figure out the right strategy to work with influencers to drive sales for them. Have you figured out what that secret sauce is or special tactic to really create the right type of content that converts for the brands that they're actually able to measure? Definitely. I think like it can never be a one-off post. It's too quick. And I think like sometimes, yes, of course, sometimes I post a shirt, boom, get a bunch of sales. We love it. But I think anytime that you can like be talking about something, you know, for a period of time, whether it's like a month or like once a month for a couple of months or, or whatever it is kind of showing like that it's actually a part of your life and integrating it in a, in a real way, that's always going to, you know, exceed any like one-off post, I think. Yeah, that's definitely something we're always recommending to our clients at Social Fly. It, it definitely, there's too much clutter to cut through just to post something once and think that people are going to remember. They really, and, and they're, they're following you because they trust you and they care about what's going on in your life and your story. And if you're authentically talking about it, then that, that's what really moves the needle for sure. Definitely agree. Totally. And I think just like, and trust me, I get it. I run my own brand. So, but when you get a brief and it's like, you have to say these 98 things and it has to be exactly this way as an influencer, you're like, okay, so I'm going to sound like an infomercial. And even if it is authentic, even if I'm like, wait, but I do use this product. Like, how can I make this not sound like I'm reading a script, you know? So I think just trying to like, like, I would rather get on the phone with a brand and be like, let's chat through it. Like, get to know my personality, understand me, let me understand you. And then that's going to be such a better, already that like matchup creates such better content, I think. So just kind of trying to find those like real touch points. Yeah. And we say that to our clients too, that they need to give creators the space to do what they know best and create content that'll authentically connect with the brand. So a lot of brands are open to that, but as you said, a lot are, are not. So I definitely think getting on the phone is the right approach. Yeah. And I think it's so interesting for someone that's been in this for way too long now. I feel like in the beginning, it was just the wild west. You know, brands would be like, we have this product. We want you to talk about it. Go. And you're like, okay, great. And now it's for the good and the bad. It's so specific. And, you know, people want to like, I mean, we have contracts. We have, you have to send everything in. It has, you know, all this kind of stuff, which is like the benefit, I think, of that. It's just that, you know, people are finally seeing it as a real job and like kind of a respected career. Whereas when I was first in it, people like kind of laughed and thought it was a joke. So I'm so grateful for that. We've come a long way, <laughs> but I do kind of sometimes miss just that like wild west freedom. <laughs> 
you're involved in a lot because you have all of the brands within your own brand and you're doing campaigns with, with other companies as well. How do you manage your day each day? This is a great question. I'm still trying to figure it out, <laughs> but I think like I used to be traveling. Oh my gosh, like two weeks out of every month. So I've been kind of grateful for this time where I'm like, wow, I can actually have a schedule and manage my time. But I really do try and just stick to kind of a pretty strict schedule in terms of just like separating out certain hours for certain parts of my business. So, you know, usually, luckily my assistant is based in New York. So she's two hours ahead. So the second I wake up at 6 a.m., she's already like two hours ahead of me. It's great. I can almost like answer all the email questions that I need to right away. And then the next two hours I spend working on, you know, the app and, and what we're going to be launching that week. And then the next two hours I spend on something else. So it's kind of, I just am trying to break it down and, you know, I'm open to anyone giving me tips and tricks on how to manage my time, but I'm just doing my best. What is your vision at this point? Where do you want to see your brand go in the next five to 10 years? It's a great question. I think I, you know, really my biggest goal and like what we're trying to achieve as a brand is, is really to just help everybody discover the art of life. And I feel like as an artist and growing up, like I said, in a family full of artists, the word artist to me was always this beautiful thing that was super cool and, and could mean that you were successful or it could mean, you know, anything. And there's always been this other stereotype that's been surrounding being an artist is like, oh, a struggling artist or somebody that is just somebody that paints or takes photos or whatever it is. And I really believe that like everybody is an artist. And I hate when people are like, oh, I have no artistic ability. I'm like, yes, you do. Like you're just viewing that incorrectly. So really, I think like our goal is to help everyone like discover their inner artist and, and feel their creative self come to life. And so with, you know, the app and with our art prints and with all the things that we're creating, we really just hope to build it bigger than us and inspire and help other artists discover their artists. That's really amazing. And I'm definitely guilty of saying that too. I've said that many times. I have no artistic ability. When, I, when I've said that before, I'm usually referring to like, I can't draw, like I can't paint, right. I can't draw, but I definitely see what you're saying. Like we all are all artists and we just express it in a different way. So I, so I absolutely love that vision. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I think like, even for me, I was guilty of it because my husband, I always was like, yeah, I'm the creative one and he is not. And then when I kind of learned even about like developing and computer science, I was like, wow, this is so creative and you're using your mind. You're basically creating something out of nothing with code. And, and so I was like, wow, I've been a culprit of this, this whole thing. So really, I think there's just so much room for that in the space and to change that narrative. So, yeah, I couldn't agree more. What I love about what I do is I have a lot of variety and there's definitely a lot of creative outlets, but Stephanie and I have done a lot of interviews lately that have brought us back to the early days of starting the business where I was in a lot of Excel spreadsheets and even people who are working in finance and in Excel have a lot of room for creativity and the colors they choose and how they choose to present those Excel spreadsheets. So very, very interesting. I want to hear more about some of the mistakes that you made along the way. Is there a particular moment in time where you look back and you're like, oh, I can't believe that happened or. Yeah. So many. I'm like, where do I begin? I think, <laughs> yeah. Mistakes wise, I've made everyone in the book, like ordering. I wrote a book as well on social media long ago. And we one time like thought for this event that we had to order the books for the signing. So we like ordered our own books, like a lot 
And then they were like, oh no, like we're, we already have them. So then in my tiny New York apartment, I had, I don't even know, a million of my own books. And I was like, what do I do with these? Now I have to like literally go sell them on the street or something. <laughs> like, yeah, I was just like, so then any friend that came over, I'm like, would you like a book? I'll, and they were like, I already have it. I'm like, just have another. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Give it to someone. <laughs> oh, it was so dumb. I'm like, wow, love myself for that. Do you still have a bunch of those books or did you sell out or give, I, give them all out? <laughs> it's still for sale, but I gave them all out. So, but if anyone wants one, let me know. What's the name of the book? It's called Insta Style. Yeah. So a couple years ago, I remember just kind of feeling like when I came on to the scene, like I was saying, you know, there was just no information out there. I'm like, how do you, how do you be an influencer? What is, what is an influencer? How do you work with brands? Like all that kind of stuff. How do you take better content? Um, so I, within like, I feel like I had a crazy year of just like growth and like digging into social media. And so I was like, I just want to be able to share this information with everyone. I, I felt like why hold on to it, you know? And so I wrote a book called Insta Style and it was sold at Target and Barnes and Noble and on Amazon. So that was a really fun experiment. And also something that really just taught me like that by sharing all this stuff that I was learning, I was only going to grow more because that was just giving back to the community that was supporting me. So that was a really fun project. Did you self-publish or did you have a publisher? I had a publisher. What was that process like and any tips you can share about writing a book and working with a publisher to, to get a book deal? Totally. Like I actually had no knowledge on the whole experience. So I went in just blindly, like I probably could have had a lawyer and gotten a little, <laughs> made some better decisions on that. So that was also probably a mistake, but really I didn't care about it as much as I, pro- like, I wasn't looking at it like, okay, I want to make a bunch of money on off of this. I wasn't coming at it from like a business perspective. I was just like, I just want to do this because it's fun. Um, so I was just, I did it through Instagram. Honestly, I was just DMing different publishers. I found a girl who, whose dad was a publisher and she was like, let me see if I can get you in touch. And then I just ended up sending an email and then luckily they were in New York. And so I went in for a meeting and it was very serendipitous and worked out luckily. But I honestly think like the coolest thing about Instagram is that you're connected to so many people so quickly, like any CEO you want to get a hold of, you could probably get a hold of them by just sliding in their DM. Not all of them are going to answer, but I mean, a lot of people do. And so I feel like if you have a question or if there's someone you want to work with, like slide in the DM. Best networking, Instagram (laughs) DMing. I talk about this all the time, the power of community and connection through Facebook and Instagram and now Clubhouse too, especially with uh, CEOs. I mean, you get on Clubhouse and you can get to people very, very, very quickly. So if you don't ask, you're not going to get anything. So just do it. (laughs) Just do it. Just do it. And even like, you know, if you're wanting to launch a product, I think still to this day, I'm trying to launch different products that I'm like, okay, I have no idea. How do you find a manufacturer that can make this kind of thing? And so I'm emailing people in China, hoping I get a response and then hoping I can get on a phone call or whatever it is. I think like if you have an idea and you're like, I don't even know where to begin, just start sending emails and making, make yourself like three tasks a day that are achievable. Not like, okay, finish product in next by next year. I mean, that's a great goal. Have it, but like having those three little small goals that, you know, you can do, you'll all of a sudden have a product. Like I promise if you just do those three little things, all of a sudden it's just like baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. And then you're all of a sudden have a website, you're selling things. So just get going. Just start. Yeah. Up next, a 60-second surprise marketing brainstorm and Tezza's favorite mantra. 
All right, Teza, we're going to bring back an old segment we used to do when we used to record in person in our office or in our studio. So we're, this is what we're going to do. We're going to put 60 seconds on the clock before we start. You can ask us any question in business, or we can do a brainstorm together, like an idea for a new product, whatever you want to brainstorm. We'll put 60 seconds on the clock and we're going to come up with your next big idea. Oh my gosh. Okay. I love it. All right. What do you want to brainstorm? Okay. So say I have a sunglass brand right now, right? And I want to take it to, you know, the next level, but I, I want to add a, another product, but I'm not exactly sure which direction to go in. Like how, how should I know where to start? All right. Ready? 60 seconds on the clock. Here we go. <laughs> All right. What other products? So are you thinking of related product to sunglasses? Yeah. I'm like, what's the next branch? Like, do I stick in accessories because that makes the most sense or should I be going? I would, I would say stick to something that the audience that's already buying your sunglasses will want because you've already reached them. You have their email addresses and now you can go back to them with something else that they might be interested in versus trying to target a different demographic. You just have to, it's going to take more time to build up that audience. And if you have a few different ideas, I would do a poll on your Instagram stories and ask them and get that direct feedback from them to see what they're actually interested in and work with your followers to collaborate what that item is, because then they're going to be super invested in it and definitely want to buy it. Totally. I love it. I love it. And then like, from your perspective with like, say you're going to come up with like a new marketing strategy for a brand, where do you even start? really with research, researching who the ultimate consumer is and kind of profiling who they are, what do they like, where do they spend their time and what types of content do they want to see? And then start creating that type of content and tying back the brand. I had another idea for you on sunglasses and just popped into my head, but like, and I don't know if necessarily know if people want this, but I think the white space there is like everyone has sunglasses, but there's no like sunglasses case. Like you always get use the case that it came with, but there's no like cool sunglasses case to put your sunglasses in. So that could be like a, a natural brand extension that people might want or hats, you know, sunglasses put on your hats. Yeah. Face masks are always uh, popular. (laughs) (laughs) A new product. We never knew we needed. I love it. Exactly. exactly. It could even be like, if there is this new and we're way over 60 seconds, but we're going to keep brainstorming. Um, (laughs) If there is this new sunglass case, maybe it becomes just an upgrade when you buy, like you can get the regular case or for a little bit more, you can get this new case that it has to do something pretty cool. Like, what are we missing? Well, I honestly feel like I'm not, I'm not to, you know, to my own horn, but I did really work hard on our sunglasses case. And it's, it's really cool because it flattens like into a full flat thing. So it doesn't take up room in your bag, but then you see, it, you're already doing it. We didn't you know, even know. Oh, I'm no. sorry. But maybe if you could, I, mean, I don't know if you sell it separately, but maybe people can buy it for their other glasses. No, so. I think that's, that's where we're at. I like that. And there then also like a sunglasses display because I have way too many sunglasses. I feel like everyone needs a way yeah, to like accessory. Yeah. Where are you put your sunglasses? I can never find mine. I love it. The wheels are turning. It's great. It's great. All right, bro. We'll continue this brainstorm <laughs> offline. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you guys. I want to know, Taza, what are you most proud of? That's a beautiful question. I think honestly, when I look at my life, sometimes I'm like, if I were to be an eight-year-old thinking, wow, this, you know, looking up at what I was doing right now, I would be freaking out and so, so excited. But I think the biggest part of it is just like the relationships that I've been able to have throughout my life. And 
whether that's through, you know, work or friends or, or my husband, like I really just value my relationship so much and being able to connect with like, honestly, so many people on the internet, it sounds wild, but I, I really think it's been just like a beautiful experience. I feel like I have so many close friends that I've never met before. And I'm so grateful for that. So I guess I am proud of of just being able to to have that and maintain that and and honestly look at social media in just a positive way i think of course it has its negative aspects and so many people love to bog down on it but i think if you can just like change your perspective on something it can be a great thing so i really i think it's a beautiful thing there there definitely is so much good in social media if if you find it i haven't shared my full story with you but i was able to to get pregnant and stay pregnant because of the community that i met through social media and some of my best friends are my friends from from instagram and facebook so completely relate and understand and I think it's so incredible what you've been able to to build and grow. And we're so excited to to continue to to watch and see what you do next. Oh, well, you're so sweet. And congrats on on the pregnancy. I wish I knew all the details, but I can't wait to dig in and, and find out more. But thank you guys so much. And I, you know, you guys are both such amazing women. And thanks for, you know, helping other women out there. I look up to you guys a lot. So oh, thank you. I know it's your job to kind of share all the details of your life, but is there anything our audience would be surprised to know about you? Or is there anything that you just won't share on social? And I'm not talking about the bathroom trips. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Zoom screen uh, bathroom trips. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I'm honestly such a nerd, but I've, this is like a new thing. Okay. But I've recently gotten really into video games and maybe that's because of my husband, but I think there's something about it that makes me feel like a little kid where I like fully forget all my responsibilities and stress. And I'm like in this game. And I don't know, I used to play sports growing up. Like, I mean, I was a soccer fanatic. I thought that's what I was like going to play in college, all that kind of stuff. So it's a little bit competitive. And then I got, I got kind of good. So then I'm like, all the time. I just, if I could play for like five minutes, I almost like reset. It's really nerdy. I know, but yeah. What game are you playing? Well, you know, I'm, I'm mixing it up, but I am a super smash brothers fan. So. Ah, I used to play the old school Nintendo Mario brothers. <laughs> yes. Oh, don't worry. I play that too. I also bought my husband the old one for his birthday. <laughs> so, you know, we're gamers over here. Come over anytime. <laughs> Do you have a favorite mantra or quote that you live your life by? Yes, I do. Feel the fear and do it anyway. That is like, for a lot of reasons, it's my mantra. I mean, I grew up with my mom drilling that into my head, but my sister was also, that was her mantra. And um, my sister, I mean, not to get all personal at the end, but she was like this amazing person who just like, if she had a dream and a goal, like it was going to happen no matter what, no one was going to get in her way. And like she had zero fear, I swear. But I think that was part of just constantly like hearing the field of fear and do it anyway in the back of your head. And she was going to be like this amazing musician. And we played in a band together for many years, but unfortunately she passed away over like almost 12 years ago now. So that was an experience that just like shook, shook me to my core, but also taught me just so much about, you know, life and really want, like, if you want something like now the time is now you don't have another chance you don't have another second and so she's kind of been my teacher in that way so that's a quote that means just a lot to me and something I use every day whether it's just like I have to make a phone call and I'm nervous to make it I'm like feel the fear and do it anyway pick up the phone make the call you know it's it's not that hard but it just sometimes is 
it gets scary. So. Well, thank you for, for sharing that. I know it's not easy to share those types of things. So thank you. And it's definitely very, very inspiring. And I think that overcoming fear is so, so important because, you know, as you've realized taking risks can lead to, you know, a very rewarding life. Are there any mentors that you've had along the way? Yeah. My mom is definitely somebody that, I mean, my mom had five kids and started a killer business and she's still thriving. So I, look up to her in basically every, every way, but she, you know, her, I think her, the biggest thing I've like learned from her and still continue to learn from her is like, she always puts everybody first, any client, anybody she's working with, like she makes them feel like they are her best friend and like, they're going to conquer the world together. And so that has just been something I'm always like, wow, I, I hope I can do that in anything I do. And then more on like, I guess over the past few years, somebody that I just, adore and feel lucky to have been able to create a relationship with is uh, Rebecca Minkoff. I think she's just an amazing businesswoman. She's so amazing at like always being one step ahead, I feel like, and like supporting other women. Her fashion shows are always just so thoughtful and really inspiring, just including all types of women, working women and, and all that kind of stuff. So I'm really lucky to have become friends with her and just look up to her in, in so many ways. She's definitely an incredible entrepreneur. She was one of our last recordings we did in person in our studio in New York City before before oh. the world shut down last year. And like you said, she's she's truly remarkable and definitely someone to to look up to. Tessa, what are you most excited for and looking forward to this year? I feel like this year is going so fast. I'm I know. <laughs> I'm blown away. I'm like we're already like almost halfway through. I think I'm just so excited about really I, like I was saying last year, was able to take a step back and look at the brands we're building and be like, okay, you know, what am I doing? And so this year I'm like unfolding all of those ideas. So in all parts of my business, I was able to kind of take a step back and almost separate them out because it was becoming just one big cloud. And and I think those are like the growing pains you go through. You're just like, whoa, what am I, what is this, you know? And now I'm like, okay, I have all these products that we're launching. I know who I'm speaking to. I'm really excited about them. I'm really passionate. So just honestly about building the brand. Do you have all of your brands under one business entity or have you separated out some of your different businesses? Yes. This was one of those growing pains. It was all under one entity and now we have four. So that was something we had to go through and really hard and something I was like, whoa, I don't even know how to do this, but luckily a lot of great help. And we're, we're making, we're making those steps forward. So and if you could give our audience one last tip, what would it be? I would say to not be afraid of failure. I think like that, once you can lose that thing, that's holding you back, everything will just start falling into place. And so whether it's like, you're afraid that, you know, if you launch your product and you're coming with, with all the reasons that it might not work, like focus on the things, the reasons that it will work. And that will like totally just help you get started, get going. It's always going to, you're going to have like a million failures. So just like, don't worry about it. Don't, don't get hung up on that idea. Just get going. Could not agree more. Finally, Tessa, what does being an entrepreneurista mean to you? Ooh, gosh trying to be like YouTube babes. Um, I think it means just probably being a successful woman who's building something that they love, but also bringing other women up with them. And I think, you know, you guys are a perfect example of that. And that's something like I hope to do in, in my business as well, but just 
I think we're in such an exciting time where, you know, women, we're coming up, we're ruling, let's go. So I'm excited to be a part of that and hope I can support any other women along the way as well. Well, thank you so much for sharing your journey and story with us and all of our entrepreneurial listeners. We're so grateful for you and everything that you have created and are continuing to create to help make us all more artistic and efficient across social media and beyond. So congrats on everything that, that you built and are continuing to build. We're definitely going to be part of your journey and continue to follow along and be there for you. Where can everyone find you? and follow you and buy all of your incredible products. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. This has truly been a treat and I'm so grateful to talk to both of you. Yes, you can find us on Instagram at Tezza, T-E-Z-Z-A and at Tezza app is where you'll find the app. You can also find that in the app store on either iPhone or Android. And we also just relaunched our sunglasses brand under the name Lello, L-E-L-L-O. So you can find that at www.lellothelabel.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here, Tezza. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Courtney. And this is the best business meeting we've ever had. Hey, thanks for listening and leaving us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. And we'd love to stay in touch with each of you. You can listen to all of our latest episodes at entreprenistas.com and connect with us on Instagram at entreprenistas. We'd also love to invite you to join the Entreprenista League, our private membership community for trailblazing women. You can head over to entreprenista.com forward slash the league. We'll see you there. Wishing you a productive week ahead.